Okay, so this episode of Politically Uncomfortable is a previous episode that I've already recorded, but for whatever reason, when I uploaded the podcast, it shows no audio. So this is kind of an older episode that I've already posted, and it's kind of older, old news, older news about Elon Musk and him having the podcast with Joe Rogan, but I still put the effort in to make it, so I'm reposting it. It's just an intro to let you know exactly why it's so late. You're listening to Politically Uncomfortable, a podcast where we talk about political and social ideas. We're your hosts. Let's just get to it. Elon Musk is in a lot of trouble right now because a lot of uh, shareholders and stuff are really mad about his podcast with Joe Rogan. I guess I can leave a link to that. Well, I was about to say, are we sure he doesn't think the reality is a simulation because he was high? So that's what some people were saying, but I saw, see, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did see some people say that that was before he got high is when he was saying that. Uh, I know he's been big about, uh, kind of pushing that idea forward to a lot of people. Um, I, I don't really buy it at all. Do you? Dad, we're living in a, a simulation. Yeah. So I, I kind of wanted your perspective because we were we were talking about it earlier and you you kind of raised some good points. Like I was saying, well, yeah, but I mean, what's your just what's your initial feeling on the subject? What's your initial about, thinking uh, on the subject? Living in a virtual reality. Well, see now I, I think my thought process has been, you brought some good points. And my thought process is what was like, your thought process a minute ago? I was like, I mean, could we be living in a virtual reality? But whenever I get away from listening to like philosophers talk and stuff, I'm like. No. It trips you up for a minute. Yeah, it does. Because uh, if you've never been introduced to the idea or you haven't been introduced to it much, it's kind of this alluring concept because, my God, could everything in my life be what? I mean, it's so scripted, right? Like, sure, there were those bad things, but there were all those good things, too. And, man, maybe it is all just somebody's imagination. I think there's a human tendency and a desire to want to abdicate responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why everyone's like always jumping at security. Yeah. And saying that we're living in a virtual reality is the most ultimate way to abdicate responsibility. Yeah, it really is. Um, Well, I guess to get back to what I was saying to you is the only people who really publicly push the idea that we're living in a reality are people with too much time on their hands. They're people who are, in my opinion, I think they're people who are bored and they're people who don't have any real hardship in their life. And I know that, you know, Elon Musk and every other, you know, person like that who's espousing that idea, you know, they have emotional turmoil. They have struggles like, you know, will my stock price, will my stock prices drop? Am I going to lose a lot of money? Like they have those kinds of problems, but they don't have the problem of if I don't mind enough coal today, my family's going to starve. You know, my infant child is going to die if I don't work really hard and get like 30 hours of overtime this week. So they're like far away. What you're saying is the farther away. Are you trying to say the farther away from survival mode to get people get the more they think life is mm-hmm. real, unreal? Well, the more the more time people have on their hands. So if you're like a fiction writer, a philosopher. But wait, like a lot of people would say that Elon Musk doesn't have much time on his hands. Like that Oh, no, no. I, I would say that, you know, he's he's very busy a lot of the time. Right. But... I would say that he's not fulfilled in his work necessarily. That's Um, a pretty, I mean, he's on his third company now, the boring company, ironically. So I guess maybe that. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at the guy talk about these subjects or, you know, just casual pictures of him, he doesn't look engaged with real life. I mean, like, do you think this is because we've gotten more away from physical work? 
maybe not so much survival, well, but the farther you get away from working with physical things and seeing a real physical yes. output. Um, and then uh, having all of that wealth doesn't help at all. I mean, it definitely does create an additional layer to that illusion. But you never hear this idea that we're living in a reality put forward by somebody who's working on a farm or who's raising cattle. I mean, cattle. but even farms now, have you seen the new farm equipment they have where mm -hmm. they're in a box and they're in air conditioning and stuff? Yeah, I've seen that. So, like, and they're going to put screens in there. You know, like, it's going to get more and more, like, maybe technology is making us feel more that way. Oh, like it definitely is. I mean, it, it technology creates additional layers of uh, separation between people. It makes people, it gives people the illusion of connection when they really don't have it. And um, it also just... So, like, social media and yeah. stuff, is it that that's part of it, too? Like, a lot of people complain and think I'm, social media think is bad. What do you mean? Go ahead. Like you said, you think it would have to be. What do you mean? Well, I think it would have to be a contributing factor in this, the growth of this idea. It's crazy to me that someone like Elon Musk gets on Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think if I'm running like three companies, I would, I would have an assistant put stuff on Twitter, but I would never actually be on Twitter. Well, how involved is he in the day-to-day -day decisions of all those companies? Like the day-to-day -day operations? Well, I know yeah. he's, he's the CEO of of, I believe, Tesla, and mm -hmm. then SpaceX. I mean, we can fact-check that. I think SpaceX is like, uh, I'm going to fact-check that on my computer. CEO of Tesla. Yeah. But, I mean, even as CEO, how much does he actually control in terms of the day-to-day decision-making of the company? Or is he just a public face now? I don't know. I mean, you made the point that he had time to go... Um, on a on this podcast and drink whiskey and get high, so he must have not been too busy, is what she told me. I mean, you wouldn't think that a normal CEO just of one company would have enough time to do that, right? Let alone, you know, have multiple wives, you know, multiple children with multiple wives, <laughs> you know, go through all of that, have countless press conferences every year. Like he has a lot of time that he spends doing things other than working on his. Businesses. I say he's the product architect of. Tesla. I don't think he does. I think he does a lot. I just yeah. don't think he does like a lot of hands on. I don't follow the guys day to day. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is it could be that he doesn't. He just doesn't seem to me like somebody who. I don't know. Who I, does. I think I think he probably does work on the engineering aspects of it all. You know, the. I guess this is highly speculative. What I guess what we do no, that's, know... that's according to what he has said. Well, I mean, I mean, it's highly speculative how busy he is. Because you were yeah. saying, like, they have too much time on their hands. Like, it's it's that's highly speculative that we know well, that he has too much time on his that's hands. That's one angle of it, right? But I think there, the bigger angle could be that he just doesn't do anything physical exactly. with his hands. Exactly, and that, that one specifically applies to Elon Musk. But this this was a broader thing to say that this idea is... Often people who are putting forward this thought are writers, philosophers, scientists, you know? Other people that get paid to sit around and think, basically. Exactly. People who sit around and think. Not that thinking is not difficult because people are constantly looking for things to think for them. Yes, but when you don't have anything concrete... To apply that to immediately. Basically living in a theoretical world. What's another exactly. theory? You're living in a mind bubble. Right. Where it's just you and your thoughts and potentially, you know, maybe one or two other people's thoughts. And that in itself is the mental facsimile of 
a simulation. Yeah. I mean, this, this is literally people who are going around saying that we may be living in a simulation because basically they are living a simulation. They have very little interaction with the real world day to day and they're thinking most of the time. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, like, a guy like him, how much time does he have to spend with his kids? Yeah. With his wife? I mean, he's got I, several kids. I mean, a family member dies and you're the CEO of three companies. How do you go see a family member? <laughs> like, how do you do any of that stuff? Yeah, I really don't think you can. Like, so you these things that kind of make more life more real and more raw. Yeah, a lot of the real world things fall into the crack. And you're you're mostly about a company, and a company is basically a system, and a Well, it should be right if you're doing your company right. You're creating systems and etc. to replicate yourself, and so you're kind of creating simulations or simulational environments. Yeah, but there are people who are detached from kind of traditional work that humans have had for thousands of years. You know, there is some of that in us. There is, I think, some of that in us to do physical labor because it's been part of our history for ever, really. Um, and I think that part is lacking. And then the other part of that is a whole lot of time spent inside their own heads. You're right. And that's to my two cents on the subject. At least. It's always like when you go to your freshman year of college and you have to take philosophy because God knows it has nothing to do with what you're doing for your major, but it's required. It's a core curriculum class. And, and like everybody goes, there's so many people I've met who are just totally well-rounded, good head on their shoulders. They went to college, they took a bunch of psychology classes, and they didn't even know who they were afterwards. Yeah. Well, no, they're they're vulnerable to a lot of stuff. A lot of- How do you mean? Oh, I'm, I mean, exactly what I said. Like when uh, when their ways of thinking have never been challenged before in their life. Right. Like when someone is initially going to college and they've never been mentally questioned or interrogated or challenged in any way, then it's a house of cards. You know, all the all the mental bricks that compose who they are don't have any mortar to them and it all falls apart. When somebody hasn't actually put that through the strain of debate and counter arguments and opposing ideas but we're getting kind of away from and my point was just to say that elon musk is trying to reduce all of our dependence on fossil fuels because i think probably because of global warming right i think that's one you of really, his you really think you really think that people like elon musk think that global warming is real i think he's going to profit off of it right Right. You, do you think that he thinks global warming is real? I don't think so. I don't think so, but think so. he's still putting himself forward as a champion there. Like global warming is one of those things. Right. It falls under one of those scientific beliefs where um, it's very simple minded and it appeals to people that want to seem more lofty and more intelligent than they actually are. Yeah. What I call pseudo intellectualism. But it I mean, this is another way that he's putting forward. He's putting himself in the position of the savior of humanity, you know? You think that Elon Musk wants to be the savior of humanity? I think the companies he starts are to be a savior. <laughs> really? Yeah. SpaceX, Tesla, the boring company. Yeah. He he says himself that he that humans need to go to Mars for the sake of our species. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he truly believes that. I but think that's what he says. Yeah, but I think that's marketing. Yeah. I think if exactly anybody understands that, marketing. Exactly as I said that, you know, the electric cars were marketing, right? Right. He's but I don't but that there's a difference between marketing something and and trying to get a reaction out of people 
versus actually believing what you're marketing. And I don't, I just don't think this guy is dumb enough to truly believe that. I think he understands that by making people believe they're in this bigger purpose, that he'll get the most out of it from his employees and from his customers and from his shareholders. I agree with that. I don't think he buys that. Could that also potentially add to a feeling of being devoid of meaning in your life? If you're. I don't think if he believed it, he would feel devoid of meaning. Right. But you said yourself that you didn't think that he believed that. No, I don't. I don't. Exactly. So, so in this scenario where you're saying, he obviously he has said that humanity needs to go to Mars for the sake of the species. He right. He has said that. I mean, but if. But you say he doesn't believe it. I'm gonna, would, that, would that scenario not create kind of a, an emptiness? Lying all the time? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, then that, I think that's uh, a contributing and then, and like, factor. Why, I, I guess I'll put it this way. Now, what are you lying for? And at the end of the day, I mean, I think he's smart enough to know that, look, how much money are people making off of saying, cr- screaming global warming? There's so many politicians that make a ton of money off of it. There's so many companies and, and multinational corporations that are making a ton of money off of it. Everybody's making money off of it except middle class, right? And poor people. Like they're all getting screwed over, well, but we'll get the money taken. Yeah, exactly. But you, they prey on their their wanting to help people, their natural inclination to help people, and then they're just part of those taxes are going to go to Musk, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, of course he's going to say that. Of course, like if you're the C, if you're the CEO of these companies and you're a multi billionaire, and this is how you can become worth more and more billions and possibly trillions, why would you not say that? Yeah, there's really no reason not to. I remember I was watching an interview with him where he said he wouldn't want his life. He said that. And I said, man, that guy's depressed. Yeah. I said that like, because it was blowing my mind. Like, how can you be like, people refer to him as the real life Iron Man and he hates his life. Like, well, I mean, in the comics, Iron Man's an alcoholic. And uh, Musk was on that show uh, drinking whiskey and smoking up. So Musk smoking pot, and then everyone went crazy. Like, like that's the least of their concerns. The guy, everyone's getting crazy about his pot smoking. And I'm like, the guy said he lives in a simulation. Like, that's a much bigger concern. But I mean, if you if you think of it in that in all the contexts that we just talked about, is it really a concern? Yeah. I think so, and, and here's why. Living in a simulation? Yeah, I think that he thinks that we're, he's living in a simulation is a concern, and here's why. No, no. I mean, do you think that we're living in a simulation? Do you find that a concern? No. Okay. I find it a concern anybody who believes that, because we we have, like, pedophilia rings that are getting exposed and stuff like that. And imagine if they believe that stuff, like a, a serial killer or whatever. He's like, this world isn't real. So I killed that person, but they're not real. Yeah. You know, I, I raped that person, but they're not real. That I think when people act on that, that's there's there's some dangerous consequences. Well, just in the same vein of, you know, philosophers, science fiction writers, scientists, another group of people that are really bored or have a lot of time to think are the nobility. <laughs> yeah, and like politicians and, are a modern-day yeah, nobles. So. All throughout history and up to the current day with politicians, people who have too much power, who have a lot of time to just think, sit around, they start to disregard people who have to labor. Yeah. The, the normal people who work for a living, the people who are beneath them, quote-unquote. Yeah. And there have been a lot of 
heinous things done by the nobility, by the politicians, by all of them, because of exactly the scenario that you just described. So what's our answer? How do we solve this problem? Mandatory gardening. Mandatory gardening? (laughs) No, I think that, honestly, I think people would find more fulfillment if they were to just apply themselves to a little bit of work every day that's not simply cognitive. You know? Right. Even if your job is inherently thinking, like Steve Jobs going out and gardening. Yeah. Like just getting into something tangible. Even with your family, you can do it with your family. Go out and garden with your family, throw a frisbee around. That's real. That'll right. make you feel connected. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not really limited to work. But I think interactions like that, activities like either of those, just applying yourself to something tangible. It'll really ease that depression. If, you know, you were saying Musk was depressed. I think he'd be a little less depressed if he got out in the sunshine a little more. The dude looked like a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, probably would feel better. And it seemed like he was, despite what people say, it seemed like he was having a good time talking with Joe Rogan and and just probably having a human interactive experience that wasn't about making money. That wasn't with somebody subservient to him. Subservient or a board director. (laughs) Or or, yeah, yeah, somebody he's in competition with. Yeah. I mean, that probably was really, really nice. Or somebody he's having to negotiate with, like the government. And I bet he won't say it. If they force him to make an apology, he'll make an apology. But I bet he doesn't regret it. No, he looked like he was having fun. I looked like he was having a good time. What I've heard from Musk, I like like Musk most of the time. Most of the time. But I really have a big objection with the idea that we're living in a simulation because the only people who I ever hear espouse that are people who are not getting out and you know working hard with their hands. <laughs> Frankly, that's the wrap up for me, at least. Thank you for listening to Politically Uncomfortable. <laughs> we're going to talk to you in the next episode. See ya.